0: <clears throat> and we're live. What's up, everybody? It's Albert Campa along with Joel joining for another episode. This is episode 173 of the Cantina MX podcast. Coming up on a weekend of another uh, jornada of Liga MX. How's it going, Joel?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Um, glad to see the whole lightness. Situation finally put to rest early in the morning. It was the media was going crazy. Uh, we were seeing reports that Ajax had signed him and then Betty's, and it was all up in the air. But it's, it's uh, he will be going to La Liga, so that's pretty exciting news. Um, yeah, so I guess we can.
0: We can discuss this. Like my first impressions of uh, of this was it was good to see two teams sort of because it was back and forth, right? There was an offer made by uh, Ajax, and then Betis met and beat that offer. Correct? Is that how it how it went?
1: I'm not too sure with the numbers, you know, because there was a lot of speculation. But what I do know is that. Is that Betty's, Betty's meant business and they sent, um, they sent their vice president who is, um, Lorenzo Serra and he, he went, he went, you know, to negotiate, which he, you don't hear that happening, happening often, you know, where, where he, it just shows just how, how much they wanted the player where they, they sent one of their highest officials to go talk to the player and the club. So to me that, that says that they take that transfer very serious because originally I was against, uh, leaving. I would have wanted him to stay at least one more year in Mexico mm-hmm. just because I, I know he was going to get a lot of playing time and he was going to get a lot of games with the selección. And, and going to Europe a lot of times, especially at that young age, and, and we've seen it a lot of times throughout the years where, uh, they take a joven promesa and then, then they just loan him out to some other team. You know? And a lot of times when you're a lone player, the other team's not really obligated to, to you or play you. So a lot of times you, you don't really improve like that. It it could hold you back a lot of times just being alone and in different clubs. Uh, so that was, that was one of my things. And going to Ajax, and I know the Dutch league is, is known for youth development and, and he was going to get to play Champions League, but I I still feel like he, he would have been good in Mexico. And if he left, it would have been to like a bigger league and, in a stronger team, which it did happen with Vettis, you know, and and they sign him until 2024. They obviously have a lot of plans with him. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's he's one of their. They see him as like a franchise player and one of the players they're gonna build a squad around around him, you know. They usually go after like three or four uh, young talented players. Like that?
0: Yeah. When you said,
2: uh,
0: oh, "I forgot your your phrase," you said, "When players go uh, get stunted, their growth is stunted in Mexico." I oh, was thinking that, I, was, I was thinking in Chivas, they only get their, their growth stunted.
1: Oh, you mean the fans? Well, I mean, a lot of Mexican fans. I think they vilified Liga MX, yeah. and and they they want players to, like as soon as there's like a talent, they want him to leave right away because they feel that you no, know, if you stay in Mexico, you know, there's there's only so much you can accomplish. But I feel that's like that's just like a lot of times I'll ask them like why, what examples can you give, or, or what has let you and and. Pretty much no one has been able to answer me and and the big reason is because this is something that the media you know it's like a talking point for the media it's like a hot topic for them and the media you know like the mexican media they don't they don't have to give an example they just say that why it's bad and then they'll compare it to other other teams and and it's it's that's not really the reality i mean if we look if we look if we look at examples, you have for um, Chicharo, he left. He was about 22 years old. He went straight to Man U. His first season EPL, he scores 20 goals. He didn't need to go to Holland or any Portugal or anything to get further training, you know. He he did it all just from what he had learned in, in League MX and, and playing with Chivas uh, and playing with the youth national teams. So, I mean, we shouldn't vilify our, our league and, and even our coaches. Yeah, they could be better, but also it's not that bad. Uh, Raul Jimenez is another guy. He left, what, close to 23 years old. And he's, you know.
2: He, they, he, they both, he left, did. At their peak. They,
0: they both left at their peak. Excuse They both left at their peak time. Like uh, Chicharito, he won the title. He won. The title, or he, he, won. The title, he did. And then he left. He didn't. He didn't stay another year, another two years. Just to, no, no.
1: Just to, but but Linus is eighteen. It's 18, know, 19.
0: He's he's, he's come on the scene, um, in the last year or so. Oh yeah,
2: he did. So
0: I would I would see another. I would be okay with maybe another year in Mexico, but after that, he needs to he needs to like he needs to be gone to to Europe. I no.
2: Think- after
0: but, after a while, he they need to go. Like if they really show promise, and Linus does show a lot of promise, then he needs to. And I think he's shown more promise than even. Uh, yeah, but
1: but it, but it's also not he, just leaving. It's also not just leaving. It's like in what situation are you leaving? Because yeah. uh, Chivas, for example, they had this really talented kid, Ulises Davila, and Chelsea came and they they soup him up, and a bargain by, and they they pay like two million for him. And he never even, I don't think he ever even landed in England. They they sent him straight to second division in Spain. And then they sent him to Portugal. And they just had him up and down until he, he ended up back in Mexico. And he was no better off for having done that. He didn't come back a better player, you know, if I'm to believe that. Yeah, because you go to Europe, you're going to, you know, you're going to improve. He he. I don't think he's even at a club right now. I know he was at Santos uh, a season or two ago, and I that's haven't heard of him since.
0: I think that's a different case, though. Like so uh, how I is think it that, different? I think that case is his promise wasn't as big as like a Chicharito or Linus or, or Raul Jimenez. I think he was in a case where I think I forget who talked about. I think it was Guardado or somebody said if you're going to go to Europe. Oh no. I Maybe, oh, Maybe it was this one. He's, if you're going go to he, Europe, if you're gonna go to Europe, you need to go because you're good enough to go, not because...
1: But he um, was good. He was a good player. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he... I don't
0: think he was, he was good enough. To, he wasn't like Chicharito level. He wasn't Raul Jimenez level. He was just like, okay, but, let's okay. see what happens.
1: Well, see, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Jimenez because he... It, it, I, I, you know, I'm stress this where it depends where you're going and what intentions they have. So Raúl Jiménez went to Atletic Madrid, and you know he didn't get that much of chances to break into the club, and they quickly sent him to Portugal. And the big reason he he did that was because who, you know, he's he was from uh, the the agent that had him. You know, his his agent he has a lot of connections. It's, it's a, another reason he ended up in EPL. Um,
2: but yeah, so but had
1: had he not had that guy, he would have been back in League IMX. <laughs> so so a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of these clubs they are not good especially if you don't have a EU passport, um, you know, they're not gonna value you as much. Look 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 how how hard it's been for Ochoa and he's a very talented player. And uh he's stuck in the Belgium League. I mean I think he's Ochoa to me, uh he could be in any any top league and as a starter. There, there's no doubt about it. it you know, and,
0: and... the difference also there is Ochoa um even though the, the talent is justifies him being in, in Europe, even though he's like bouncing around and not getting like the, the biggest spotlight in Europe. Yeah. He's always in the national team. Whereas Ulysses David has never you know, he's not no, really a big yeah, national Yeah, but he, team he left guy.
1: He left at 18. That's that's the thing, though. Uh, he left at that age where they're developing, which is more to the point of of telling uh, fans, just because you leave doesn't mean you're going to improve or get better. A lot of times yeah. it's de- detrimental. There's a lot of players that have left, and then you don't hear about them. They just get buried, uh, and then we just forget. There's other players like Santiago Fernandez. Some fans might not even know who that is. And he, he got to be in, a, in in the Barcelona Youth Academy.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or was it Real Madrid? Um, it was
0: Barcelona. That's a different, that's a different, that's a different guy also. He it could have well, been well, both. I, it was Barcelona. I think it was Barcelona for sure. I don't know about Real Madrid. Yeah. But that guy got uh, cursed, though. <laughs> he got cursed by uh, the Olympic uh, deal. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Barcelona. It was Barcelona. He was in Barcelona B. Yeah. I mean, and that's just... One step below, you know their main, their main squad, and you know it, a... it. It disappeared, man. There's, there's this whole thing, and 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 that's that's. I think um, I, I think as fans, we we get easily uh, impressed, and and we we see all these great players, but it's and then we think, oh yeah, because Europe has better coaches and. and and all of this. And, and, and in a sense they do, but it's not automatic. And, and a, and a, a big reason they have so much talent is because they just poach it, you know? They, they'll poach it from all these third world countries, you know, like, like Uruguay and, and Chile, you know, Argent, uh, Argentina, Brazil. They poach so much talent that it's, yeah, they're bound to get some of these gems. And, and so, if, for example, um, um, Luis Suarez, you know, they, they took him at a young age. Uh, I don't know if it was PSV, but it's like he's not that good because he went to PSV. He's that good because he was already that talented. If if the, if the juveniles of PSV was that good, then they would be churning out a Luis Suarez every <laughs> every couple of years. Um
0: yeah, I get I get your point about like some people aren't ready. I think I think it's just important that if they do, if they're not ready, like an Alexis or even Kikin or Borghetti, if they do go to Europe and they make the attempt and, and it's not working out, or they're bouncing around, or their agent's well, not good enough, then they they should just yeah. come back. They should just go back to uh, Liga well, MX
1: well, and well, then at least getting playing time. Well, that's the thing. Like, not even leave. You need you need some type of guarantee. And I think that's that's part of the reason um, the Vete's president, uh, vice president, traveled. He was going to give them those guarantees and be like, look, you're in our long-term plans. Because a lot of times, the coach could want you or a promoter could want you. But then that doesn't mean the club's going to respect that. Uh, we saw it with Geo when they took him to Tottenham. Um, I forget the name of the Spanish coach. Uh, you know, who had... That guy only lasted like seven games. And then you're after... Talking about,
0: you're talking guarantees of playing time?
1: Yeah, that they're going to... Yeah, they give you a guarantee. They're like,
0: going to consider you? Okay. You I, would, because,
1: I would even... I'm not saying, hey, you're automatic starter. Yeah, yeah. But but I guarantee you that we're going to work with you, you know? Because yeah. uh, cause, cause Gio, they didn't really give him a lot of a chance. once Once that coach was gone... And I can't remember his name. He's a Spanish guy. He was Boy, in Tottenham. Huh? In no, no, he was Spaniard. No, he was Spaniard. Oh. Okay. He knew, he knew, he knew Gio and, and he took him from Barcelona to Tottenham. They signed him. I, you know when they signed him? They signed him and Luca Modric at the same time. They were young players. Okay,
2: and, I remember um, the picture.
1: yeah. And, um, after that coach was sacked, he, he, was, only, he was only there for like, I think less than ten games uh, they pretty much send geo to the to the reserves and then they send him to the second second division you know yes, I mean, which, which is like damn kind of sucks
0: <laughs> I can get that also, but I can also get like if you if you 're dominating or if' you're, you're doing very well in League m x and you feel you, you've sort of i guess outgrown the league and you 're ready to try Europe, even if they 're not giving you guarantees. I would still make an attempt and go for it, and maybe you can prove yourself in practice that you that you deserve to be on you but know, but you know what but that,
1: that, but that's the thing though um and especially with Mexican players leaving without an e u passport, you get less of a chance way way less and which is which is easy for some of these clubs to just, especially if you leave on a you know like on a cheap transfer they're not really losing money. Which is, uh, and you were kind of seeing that some of it with uh, Marcos Fabian. You know, the club tried getting rid of him. His future seems to be in limbo right now. Uh, they already took the number 10 from him. You know, he's got like number 30 or 40 or something. <laughs> so yeah, Didn't did hear, so, did hear it. Didn't hear it, Jack Kiva?
2: Some of the numbers. Up
1: I don't know. I know there was an interview recently with him and, and Titan el titan montes uh who returned see he returned he had gone alone to fiorentina and then he returned and then he got injured but but he still seems to be in their plans uh not not so much fabian but that's part of it i mean they they pay so little which is like it doesn't matter to them you know he left for like three million it's it's that's nothing and when we see how much clubs are playing for talent nowadays you know Forty million, eighty million—those outrageous prices. Um, so three million, dude—that's that's the petty cash money they had right there.
0: Yeah, well, as far, as far as Linus, I think it's I think it's good that he's not going to. I, I I'd rather see him in Spain than the Dutch league. Uh, I think the Dutch league, after seeing Chucky uh, sort of do well. People think like, oh, Liga MX is better than the Dutch, or is on par, or better than the Dutch league. Um, But Spain, he gets to play against Real Madrid and Barcelona.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: overall, the the teams are stronger, top to bottom. They're just stronger, and we've had, we've seen uh, Dutch coaches that that went to Liga MX, like Leo Benhacker and Hans Westerhoff, and they said that Liga MX is more competitive. You know? Yeah. Uh with Dutch League it's just that you have their two big teams, which is um Ajax and PSV, and they get to play champions, you know, and their national team. So that that sort of adds to their prestige. But if you were to watch the regular, you know, some of their bottom mid bottom table teams, if you were to Watch a match. I don't think you would be impressed or say, Oh man, this is so much better than League IMX, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and then just to the point, uh, the Dutch league doesn't even qualify directly to Champions League, which is just say more at what level they're at right now. You know, they have to go through an elimination, which some yeah. of these top, some of these top leagues like you know, England, Spain, they're automatic and they have up to like five teams. I think, uh, Dutch league is only like two teams that get to go in and through elimination phase. So that's, that's, uh, I'm not really knocking on the league, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, for fans that just because it's in Europe, they automatically think it's, it's better. We, we downplay our league too much.
0: Uh yeah I guess I guess so I I just think yeah I think it's good that he goes I, I would have been okay with one year two years probably not then I would have started you know deflating his uh his hype <laughs> um, it, it's good that he's going now so his hype is still there and now he just needs to prove himself in Spain against hopefully like he'll he'll be able to play against Barcelona against Real Madrid. And Chucky was able to play against Barcelona in Champions League, which that was good.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and that's more impressive than you know his, the dominating goals he scores in the in the league play. But if Lainez can do well in Spain, uh, I, I like I like where he's at, and I, I like that he was able to go at least now. <clears throat> um, and and to your point, also on the uh, on the on the, I, I get your point. I understand a little bit uh, better your perspective, but I would say like in some cases, like I think Chicharito. In certain cases, I think he did, he going to, to Europe and all the experiences he had made him a better player for the national team. I think he would, he scored all those goals for the national team and did as well as he has, uh, partly because of his, you know, his, his play in Europe. If he would have stayed in Chivas this whole time, I don't think he would have been as, as good. And the same for, uh, the same for, uh, like Guardado, Héctor Moreno, and all those standard players that are out there that are doing you know somewhat good, I think all those are better for going to Europe and and establishing themselves there. I, I Would do you think agree you,
2: with that? <laughs> I do.
1: I, I do think you improve, but I don't think it's 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 like night and day type of improvement because we've seen players that never went to Europe. But at the international stage, always delivered. You know, always, Cuartemoc Blanco, Luis Hernandez, you know, Peto Aspe, these type of players. And, and when they would meet up head to head, they always delivered. And, and we have more examples too, especially from like South America when back when not so many, you know, teams weren't so stacked with foreigners in Europe and you would have South American teams go, and whoop on some of these big European teams, you know, but but it's obviously the landscape has changed, and now the, the Euro teams just they take all the talent, so now you have like super teams that just you know you, you didn't really have them that stacked before, so it's it's I think it's it's changed the way we look at at football, you know, where where automatically that's are the bestest over there, but for years we we still saw uh teams from from Latin america and and players go and go over there and then just just uh, outplay and and or dominate their European counterparts <clears throat> I had an example well i i i do have some examples like where and just because all the media and everything is focused over there, we forget, you know, what what came from here, like like Tiki Taka, and it's like they, they make it seem like it's re- revolutionary, and it's like, no, you've had a lot of teams in in Latin America playing like that for years, you know. They, they Just because they started doing it doesn't mean all of a sudden, you know, it's like they revolutionized football. Uh <clears throat> Same with like the goalkeepers. I forgot the name of this goalkeeper, this German goalkeeper, and they were trying to say how he was, you know, revolutionizing the, the position because he would play adelantado. And it's like, dude, Gymnasiac Campos was doing it since, since like the early nineties. Campos would even go almost all the way to midfield, uh, you know, and, and others that like, Iguita, you know, so it's, the, the stuff, man, we forget. We forget how good we had it here, and, and all the focus is in Europe now. So we automatically think, you know, that's that's where you have to be.
2: Yeah, it's just
0: uh, it's a standard. You have to be in Europe because those are the where the better players are playing. And if you could hang with the best players in the world, then you you must be up to that level. And I think a lot of what Mexicans are looking for, Mexican fans are looking for, is the next uh, like. Hugo Sanchez type of or Rafa Marquez type player that's yeah. just a, yeah. a star on a Barcelona or a Real no. Madrid or you Manchester know,
1: United. Yeah, but but to me the key has always been playing time. You you need a lot of playing time and and it doesn't matter where you're at, if if you're getting it, you you you'll be able to compete. Now I'm gonna play my Gallito card. <laughs> I used it a couple of times but I'm going it's like my it's like my Gallito Slammer Pog. I'm going to bring it out, dude. Because, you know, that was the big match where it's like, uh, uh, you know, World Cup 2014 in Brazil, Mexico versus Croatia. And everyone was saying, oh, man, Croatia has Rakitic, they got Modric, which are pretty much the Barcelona and Real Madrid midfielders. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but Mexico's going to get whooped. They, they have no one. They have no one that could match up. And Gallito came in there, man, and, (laughs) you know, he, he just, he just, Mexico pretty much had that, won that game, and, and they, they put Croatian in in their place, and Gallito was a big part of that. And, and Gallito's playing in León, dude. (laughs) So, like I say, man, let's, let's not take credit away from, from the Mexican league, man. It's, it's, it's it's competitive man it's it's pretty good, and I think in its best day' it's, it's the top ten league um so yeah i i mean you do improve obviously going up against harder competition but i I still won't say it's like you're that much better, you know you you're like you're all of a sudden you're like like. Like, uh, man, I can't. No, you know, it's not like your power levels go over nine thousand all of a sudden.
2: <laughs>
1: but I do, I do think you do improve in certain areas, and and you you're like a better player. But, but it's I wouldn't say it's like to to that extent where we're like we're missing out a lot because like I said, Cortemo Blanco, man, he he never he never left, you know, except brief brief stint. With, with um, damn, what was the name of that team? It's, um, I can't remember. They, they had, like, pink. Do, <laughs> do you remember the team we were left to? Oh, yeah,
0: um, what, what? Which it's guy?
1: in my mind. Huh?
0: Who? Who again?
1: Coetemoc. He, he left.
0: Oh, well, uh, it Villarreal? Oh,
1: no. No, no, real Real. They're, they're yellow. It's,
2: they, uh, they uh, have, like, white
1: and pink. No, not Valencia. Man, we're so close. <laughs> so close. Man, we suck. Uh,
0: <laughs> we'll find it out.
1: Let me ask let me ask the internet. He he got injured during World Cup qualifiers and it it messed oh. up his career.
0: Real
1: uh, Vall Oh Valladolid, there you go. Yeah. And he was there for two years. He only got to play twenty three games. Not so good. And he scored three goals. His best goal being a free kick against Real Madrid. And I used to have that picture, man. It was in my old desktop. Cause, uh, the wall, you know, the, the players that made up the Real Madrid wall are just all these iconic players. And then you have Cuatemoc, you know, so you, see, oh, you really? see him. Yeah. It was, it's great. I, I would, I would definitely have it as a poster
0: yeah yeah see that's what that's what i think uh because even all the mexican players that are out, out there right now they're they're like i would say they're above average um uh, when Rafa marquez that was like those are great Los Angeles, those are great players and uh the, the next player that comes up from mexico if that was to be the case if there were to be at least one two or three players at that level then the national team would be really good and then uh, that would well, be a special talent
1: i, I don't know man cuz look you have chile and and we saw how chile was and they did have a squad of a lot of top players in top teams and and to me it's like they weren't they weren't exactly you know they were just really good team i, I, I don't i, I don't I don't see them being that far off from where Mexico's been at,
0: I guess it's the diva aspect of it though because if you watch the <laughs> if you if you watch the Chile uh, team like when they played uh well i guess the seven zero and their skill that they were just dangerous all around and they they were just like dominant totally dominant w head, head above the rest of the Mexican team. Um, but but I think then Chiquis, they
1: ended up not even qualifying to the World Cup. Yeah, that's,
0: that's what I'm that's what I'm going to It's like that you see the diva aspect coming into it, where yes, your your team and your teammate your your team is made up of players that are dominant in Europe, that are stars in Europe European teams, and then they get that diva effect. I think if you're dominating in like Mexican players that are dominating in Club America or Chivas, then they get that diva effect and they're all like Instagramming like Pulido, Instagramming uh, like dancing and singing Juan Gabriel and all this stuff. And then you're just messing around and you think you're like, you're, you're a diva. And you're not like a guy in, uh, in a European club trying to struggle to get a starting spot and sort to keep your starting spot and, and fighting every single day in practice because you don't know if you, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, you need to work to, to get the goals and to get, you know, the fame and everything. Whereas some, a lot of players, when they get to a high level in Liga MX, they're just like cruising, I guess. And that's another reason, like, you, you gotta be hungry if you go to Europe and, and, uh, and maybe Chile, those guys are just dominating. So, you know, you see that dude, uh, what's his name? Vidal, who just like wrecks his car because he's drinking. And then gets in other kinds of trouble and then all this, all this stuff. Um, because they're just, you know, it's like the, it's like that movie with, uh, muniz what's yeah it it goes to his head he starts parting too much
1: oh man that 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 movie they lost they lost their patrocinio, but they had uh they had such big plans so the the movie was about this mexican american kid Santiago muniz and Played by Kuno Becker and, and a Mexican soap, soap actor. And he, <laughs> they, they, some English scout sees him playing soccer in MacArthur Park and he uh, takes him to England with Newcastle and, and then eventually in goal two, he ends up going from Newcastle to Real Madrid. And, and so the plan was for goal three, for him to go to, um, I think he was going to come to MLS. And I think he was going to, I think he was going to play alongside Guatemoc. I'm not sure, but he was going to come to MLS. And then he was going to, uh, they were going to go to the World Cup. And I think Mexico was going to reach the final and play against England. And, and the whole, cause there was, you know, the movie had a, uh, had a lot of connections to England because the first one, you know, he goes to Manchester yeah, United and he's like a British scout. And then in part two, he marries his English girlfriend, and not only does he go to Real Madrid, but he goes with with his English teammate, who was like a like a you know some striker, some, some English striker, and and so then by three they were gonna face off, you know, uh, but but. I don't know what happened, they lost all the funding and so part 3 doesn't even focus on Santiago Muniz, man <laughs> I actually saw the movie you, you you wouldn't know you're watching it, you're watching the first like 15-20 minutes and you're like what is this man, it doesn't even seem like a soccer movie oh yeah yeah and, and then so he does get injured in a car accident <laughs> So then that's it. He, he, he goes to the World Cup, but only to cheer for England. And then it's, it becomes about the English national team.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, it's a bad movie, dude. It's really horrible, man. Yeah. If, if you get to see it, it's, it's, it's worth it for a chuckle. Especially if you've seen the other two. Just grab a beer and, and don't take it serious and you'll have a good laugh. <laughs>
0: I'd probably get bored. I think I saw the, uh, like a trailer or something and then i, I lost interest or I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah. No, they completely, I don't know what happened either, man. But, but I think, I think Adidas pulled the plug and they were one of the top sponsors.
3: Yeah. So
0: Linus, uh, Anything else? Anything else on that?
2: I, I think he uh...
1: well, just just that one positive thing of him going to Spain is that in two years, if, if you're Latin American in, in Spain, mm-hmm. you could get uh, EU passport in two years. You could get the Spanish citizenship, and that counts as you know European Union Comunitario, and <clears throat> that would just raise his stock he will no longer count as foreigner, yeah
3: in his uh in his letter that he sent on twitter he uh he thanks a lot of people but uh i the only thing i, I thought
0: was interesting is he he thanks the America and the front office
3: Emilio emilia for his uh, support and con- confidence um, I was I was thinking of Chivas and because I have seen some tweets today about uh, from Chivas fans that Chiva
0: Hermanos.
1: Oh yeah, Chiva
0: Hermanos. Uh, they, yeah, they were Chigando <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> about <man>.
0: uh, <laughs> about Linus going saying or well, I guess a, a lot of people say that Chivas is uh, doesn't send, doesn't help send people to Europe. They just buy. Mexican players, and then they just die in Chivas, and then they sell them somewhere else.
1: Oh, that's um, that's which it's oh, sort of different,
0: a different. It's a different scenario. It's different. Different.
1: Well, this, well, look, look, Pizarro is the main one where everyone. And again, I'm, I'm going with this is the fans because they get it from the media, and so the media is is the talking point, is the controversial one, and they'll say. And, and they use this stuff, especially in slow news day. So Pizarro was one of the main ones, very criticized when he went to, uh, when he went to Monterrey. But, uh, you know, and we talked about this way back when he was first transferred to Chivas for, it was like 17, 18 million. I said, if this guy thought he was going to Europe, he's, he's, (laughs) he better, he better make it to the World Cup squad and have one hell of a tournament because there's no way Chivas is going to sell him for anything less than what they bought him. And he did not make the squad and he, he did play really good in League. He helped Chivas win a lot. And so then he goes to Monterrey, but, but this is the thing. No clubs had really offered anything for him. There had been no rumors, no nothing. So why, why are you going to hate? <laughs> Why, why? Why are you gonna blame Chivas for selling them? You know, not like there was teams lining up to buy them, and they were like, "Give us this much." Uh, there wasn't. Monterrey came. They're like, "Hey, we'll we'll take them." Same same with Orbelin. Me, Orbelin's been sucking for the le- for about a year now since the. Doulete, okay. Orbelin hasn't done anything,
2: and okay. are you gonna?
1: You can't blame, but you can't blame Chivas for that, you know, because
0: yeah, well, I he guess you He won five right?
1: trophies with you, as we, you know, what, what more do you want?
0: Well, that, that's a, that's a thing, though. He, like all these players, like Odermeline Pizarro is a good example. Uh, Pulido not so much because he was in Europe and he came back, so that's you know that's sort of over with. But uh, Alexis Vega, want... for example, he, he yeah, he's put... the next he's the next guy. Like if if Odermeline was was to go to Spain or Eric like, was to go to Europe after winning the mm-hmm. doblete then that would have been like a jump. Or if Pizarro <laughs> would have went to Europe. That would have been But again a
1: jump. even even with Alex and with Alexis there was no there was no offers.
0: Oh yeah, not it's too early for him. Like in my opinion it's too early for him. He he well, just barely came on the scene. Like if he, he needs to do well, like if he does well with Chivas in, in this year and uh and maybe next
2: Well and then, you know what
0: then he should go to Europe <clears throat> and then Chivas could be, you know, praised for that for like, you know, helping him Either,
2: either
1: uh, people forget, man, when Chihuahua sent a bunch of players to Europe. And and it's just people that like to talk, man. It, they forget really quick. There was a point when Chihuahua sent, you know, they sent Massa, they sent Salcido, even Bravo left. They sent that a bunch bad. of players and, and Chicharo and all these guys. And, and it's like Chihuahua's was job is it? Chihuahua's job. <laughs> Chivas' job isn't to send players to Europe, man. It's to try to win campeonatos. So, I mean, uh, I think Mexican fans need to... Either you're a fan of Liga MX or you just like Seleccion and you just want players in Europe so that satisfy your needs when you're playing uh, EA FIFA sports. (laughs) You know, just just for that, man. But if if you're a true fan of a club, then you want to see your club win. I don't want to see Chivas sending players to Europe. I want to see them win... Campeonatos. For player goes cool, but that shouldn't be the focus.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not.
2: <clears throat>
0: but It, 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 it shouldn't it should be the focus, and I, I agree with that. But I think if your team does what it's supposed to, if your players do what they're supposed to, it should be natural. Like Pulido should have shined a lot more. trophies. Well, should,
2: I, should I
1: not think, be. Well, P- Pulido is I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a good example of a player that, he left under the, the wrong conditions because there was really no interest for him, no strong interest. And if he had stayed in Tigres, he would have played Copa Libertadores final. He would have played so many more tournaments, and he would have he would have been more accessible to to even Selección, where I think he would have progressed better. But he left to to Olympiacos, and he went on a free transfer cuz cuz the way he left and he wasn't valued and in 2 years he only played 14 games they sent him to a second division team and then when he was in Olympiacos they would only play him like in in the against the Chafa teams when they needed to rest players and it's like he just hurt his career by leaving like that so this is more to my point of like don't leave just cuz it's europe leave because a team you know, the coach or the club really wants you and, and they, they're they going to do the best to make sure that, that you, you succeed. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I I think if there's... Maybe the other player that could probably go to Europe is uh, Etson Alvarez. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. The season is young, Chiquis. I think we'll have a better... A better uh, outlook by the end of the of the season. We've only seen only one fecha so far of the Clausura 2019 tournament.
3: Well, one interesting thing uh, uh, that uh, our main man uh, Naib
0: posted was that uh, apparently Betis was looking at him in the Toul- Toulon tournament. And uh oh. are, you know, they liked him ever since then. So it sounds like they really you know, they might like him for the long haul.
1: Yeah, they were really doing their homework with with the Which a lot of teams do that, you know, they, they they'll scout you for a long time, uh when when the when the club wants you, you because know? a lot of players leave through promoters. That's that's another thing, you know, that we should keep in mind. Sometimes the player's leaving cause some promoters taking him and then you just get offered which is like Alanis, how he ended up going to Spain cause a promoter took him. And then he gets to the club and the coach is like, Who's this? Yeah, I didn't ask for this guy. You
2: know?
1: <laughs> and then he's like in second division somewhere. Uh so I mean why why even and making you know, he he left US cause of the money and now he's making like I think it's like three times less. So <laughs> So I mean yeah man. Let's, um, you know what, chickies? I'm having a hard time finding the calendario, man.
0: Yeah, the um uh, medio Temple was hosing out on me. I got it on they, the
1: They uh... they changed their format and it, it just sucks now. That, like like oh, before it I'm was a... easy to navigate and now it's just kinda weird. <clears throat>
0: yeah, I might I think AdBlock might might be messing with me.
1: No, they they literally changed because before you could click, and it yeah, had a drop had... down button, and you could put like the calendar. And now you click it, and there's no drag down button, and then you just they want you to like scroll down.
2: Oh, here so it just, is.
0: Just... Yeah, I, I can see it now. It's yeah, I don't like it. Do you want
1: to go into the league talk? Yeah, I think we said everything about it. well. Before we go to league, I just really quick, something that Tata said. So Tata's now the new coach for Seleccion. And he's talking about doing mini camps, you know. And it's something that La Volpe did when he had the team, where every – I don't know if it was every month or every other month, he will call in a camp of local players, and they'll meet up at the, you know, at the car which is a centro de alto rendimiento in in, it's in Mexico City. And then they would just train and go over the tactics. Yeah. And so Tata wants to do that. And I, I read some news that some clubs are kind of resistant, but I th- I think you want to do that mostly with the young team. And I can see him doing that with the under-23s. Yeah.
2: That would... Because
1: he's doing the under-23s and maybe he could even – Coach the Olympic team if you want.
3: Um. Yeah, that would be good because that's the main thing with national teams is they don't have a lot of time to gel together and, and get to know each other. So. But yeah, I, I could see I could see that
1: happening, and and with just with the younger players, but. That's who you need, you know. They, uh, um, did you find a calendar? Because I still can't. I, I yeah, found I one and it jumps from Jornada Uno to Jornada Siete. <laughs> Just, I was like, why? Why even put that? It's missing a bunch of like match dates.
0: Uh, yeah, I got the one on the on the front page. <laughs> I clicked on Liga MX and Medio Tiempo. I also got the Liga MX official.
1: Okay I got it I got so, it too now. Uh yours starts with Veracruz versus Lobos Buap.
0: Lobos Buap is uh they had a surprise uh, victory, right? Against uh, Santos I believe last
1: They did. They beat Santos which uh but but Santos stock has been dropping. They've sold they sold a lot of their talent. So you know, it, it was imminent. Sooner or later, it was going to catch up.
2: Uh, was was, wait, um, Osvaldo Martinez, I think,
3: he's still He's, he's, still
1: there, he's right? He's still with them. I thought they had told him. I must be confusing him because um, Atlas part. is one guy and, and Kinda has a similar name. No, but, but Santos, yeah, uh, Santos. You could see it coming for a while. Um, that's just what they do. They 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 build up their team. They win the, the Liga, and then they sell off. They sell off. They sell off their top talent, and then rebuild again. And and we've praised them for that because. They've been on, on like every four years. They 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 have a very competitive squad, and and they've won they've won like a league title every four years, which is like compared to Chivas Chivas every ten years. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is who I have. Just make sure we have the same uh, matchups: Veracruz versus Lobos Wuap.
3: Correct.
1: And. Yeah, normally this would be the, this is the duelo de sotaneros. But there's some important things going on here. Veracruz, obviously, candidate number one for relegation. But they have Sivoldi. And, uh, Sivoldi is pretty much, he could be the next La Volpe, man. Probably even better. I'm, I'm calling it now. Sivoldi already won the league title with Santos. And, on Serres Monizzi, he was let go. And, Uh, To me, I think he surprised many by taking Veracruz. But I think that's showing his willingness to, to be in Liga MX. Uh, that he was willing to take that club. And, and he, he already got a draw against Pumas in Seúl. So this, this would be pretty interesting. And Lois Buap, you know, on on paper, this is the bum fights right here. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is the fighting next to the dumpster fire for scraps. Uh put Los Bua man they're they're from Puebla and, and uh they have uh La Puente who's he's he's one of the historic uh coaches for for Mexico. He won Mexico their first international tournament which was the Confederaciones. He he had that team in ninety eight World Cup, one of the most exciting teams to watch. And he won a lot of campeonatos with Necaxa in America. And so he's not the coach, but he's, he's much older now, but he's, he's a GM. And, and I think having him that he's the old wolf, man. He's like the Winston Wolf and having him at, at Lobos. Wow. I I think that's, 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 that gives him a competitive, you know, it, it helps him. So it's, this match will be interesting just to see what these these two uh, individuals clashing, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Lobo's coach is uh, is Paco Palencia, and I, I think he's he's decent. I would, but I would I think I think Sivoldi uh, is testing for greater man, just because he's shown more in less time. So, two two people to keep an eye out on. Uh, and then I have uh, Atlas America. Do you have that as well? on a Friday. Yeah. Night. And, and Atlas started the season winning. Uh they won their their game. Uh, who they who they beat who? Atlas? <laughs> huh? Uh oh,
0: Atlas team. No, no, uh,
1: you you're thinking Copa MX. So yeah, Atlas yeah. has two That's wins in a row same. between league and cup. But they beat they, they beat yeah, they which is like an accessible team. But Atlas, for a long time, they pretty much have been the Glass Joe of League IMX.
0: <laughs> they, aren't they the guys? Uh, Atlas is the guys that have uh, bomb fights tattooed on their fingers, on their fists, on their <laughs> knuckles, right? That, yeah, but, but... Atlas is the main bomb in the bomb fights.
1: Is the main bomb. <laughs> or or we're thinking of Mike Tyson's punch out their Glass Joe.
2: Okay.
1: Anyone can beat him. You don't even... You just smash the buttons and you're bound to win. Uh <laughs> Class Joe. But but Atlas Land the, the, I think the most important thing right now with Atlas is Rafa Marquez. Um and he's he's the guy that's pulling the strings and, and trying to build up that team. Um and I think Pavel Pardo's helping them. So let's see, let's see how they do, man. 'cause not not much is expected of them but but to get in the wind, I guess they're starting off in the right foot. let's see if they could hold it but they're hosting america and America did not play last week it was their their match was postponed and uh so this is gonna be the debut of the reigning league champions America, and they have a uh, they signed Nico Castillo from portugal and and let's see how. And and you know, no no more likeness for them. But it's but not, I I think America remain yeah America remains favorites for the V Campeonato and and I think they they'll still do good. Uh, but let's see let's see how much Atlas has improved man because this is gonna be a big test for them hosting the the reigning champions.
0: Yeah. Without uh, lightness.
1: Yeah, without lightness. <laughs> post Post Lainez I, I think they'll be fine, chikis. Uh And then you have Cruz Azul Chivas Okay, Cruz Azul started with a draw uh, Oh, wait,
0: you're missing light. a You're missing a what? Friday You're missing the third Friday night game Oh,
1: yours, yours is better Well, then you call it because mine is just random Oh, it's random yeah. Yeah, you're going
0: in order, you're going in order, and then uh, Monterrey-Leon is Friday night, it's the last Friday night game.
1: Okay, well let's let's talk about that. So Monterrey started in the right foot, they, they lay it to smack it down, at uh, a <laughs> big 6-0 win over Pachuca, and Pachuca invested pretty heavily, they bought two players, they spent about, I think, close to 20 million, Pachuca rarely does that, but Pachuca has already gone I don't know if it's two or three tournaments without qualifying to Liga. Um, I, I do think it's three, same as Chivas. So, so, so Pachuca, you know, they, they need to get back on it, and they dropped some shekels to bring in some players, and oh, that just doesn't look too good to get to get whooped that bad, and uh, and Monterrey as well invested even more money, and and um. I think Monterrey has been pretty close, man, since they had Turco. They've been just at the edge of, of winning the league title and I think they're they're gonna continue to challenge.
3: Yeah, they got
0: uh they even had their uh ex Chiva score, right?
2: Uh,
1: Saldivar. They they Saldivar. have a loan And he's the guy they just threw in at the end, you know, just to give the other guys rest. It's Only were scored. Uh,
2: makes Jonathan me a little sad, man. For.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even a
0: Mexican American. It's pretty surprising, right?
1: This is crazy. Cheeky, hates on <laughs> Portos man. When uh, <laughs> uh, so so they're playing Leon. Leon is a, Leon just released their their historic striker and. He went out throwing shade. So Mauro Boselli man, he but he's already what like thirty three years old. He wanted a two year extension. He wanted some top money so he could retire in peace. Uh Leon Leon's a small club, man. They're owned by Grupo Pachuca. And they're like no can do man and so so Boselli pretty much he went to the Twitter sphere, man, and he He aired the dirty laundry and and that just, you know, pissed off Grupo Pachuca. And then they, he sort of got blacklisted and uh, no, no Liga MX team went for him. And so he's, he's off to Brazil, Uh, I think Corinthians, but he's, he's, he's no longer with them, but he's, he's their all, all time leading scorer and and I, I think it's gonna they're gonna miss him. I feel yeah. that they they will miss him just cause just he meant for the club and he had a big send off and and he even threw more shade there where he was saying this this send off I pretty much organized it because <laughs> <laughs> the league the league the league uh, posted not the league uh, Leon posted something saying um, you know farewell. You, you know, like some goodbye message, and 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 Bocelli pretty much flipped them off, man.
3: Yeah, that's not, not too good for
1: now. So, so, you see, uh, yeah, man, can we can we see the Rayados continuing to steamroll Chikis, or do you think the Pachuca game was just a one off?
2: It could be
0: a one off, but I, uh I... Well, in the one-off as far as, uh, goleada, I don't think they're gonna continue that, but I think they, they could continue to win. They're at the top of the table. I mean, it's just, it's just one jornada, but, um,
3: actually, they t- well, they're at the top because of the goal score, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, goals four. So, yeah, I, I see them
0: staying, you know, similar to last season, staying at the top of the table. Okay. Yeah. I the whole, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Especially with because who else did they who else did they sign from uh
3: didn't they sign some other players
0: over the uh over the break?
2: I'll well um
0: I'm pulling up this and video tempo messed me all up, but this uh Liga MX Liga Banco dot MX
2: isn't too
1: well, they have this this uh, their their big contratacion was the Argentine Maximiliano Mesa, and they brought him for a pretty penny. And and he he uh, yeah he's supposed to be he's supposed to be something else.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then Saldiva Pizar- Pizarro is on the bench. Um, but yeah, they got, they're still, (laughs) they're still stacked. So Funes Mori is always uh, dangerous. So yeah, they're, they're going to, I think they're going to do really well again. I don't know if they'll win it, but
1: yeah. And Mesa's 26 and he's been, uh, Argentine international. As You know, no joke, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, they paid close to 20 million, I think, for him. They paid a high price.
3: Uh, Mesa?
1: Yeah, midfielder,
3: man. Trying to see. I see the dude.
2: okay yeah well he's he's their big signing he's he's their their big signing of, of you know of the transfer market
3: what the? yeah so it's uh Monterey. And
1: he had ten appearances last year you know, with Argentina Selección, which is the decent number, you know, shows that he was called fairly regularly.
3: That's know. Oh, that did.
2: <laughs> Chicky, you're doing your homework now.
1: Catteme.
0: Because I'm, I'm not seeing his name in the Liga next uh, page.
1: Oh, well, he is, man. He is. He is with yeah, Monterrey, man.
0: He hasn't. He hasn't played yet. So, yeah, that, that should be.
2: He did play. I
0: don't think he.
2: he... Yeah, he did, That's man.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, does it doesn't show. It's
3: weird because his name is not even on this. Uh, on this. Uh, on the website. On on uh, Monterrey's website.
0: On Liga MX, Liga Banco MX.
3: Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) We'll have to see.
2: Yeah,
1: no, he's he's there, man. He's definitely there. Um.
2: Consigue.
0: Didn't uh, see Saturday. Saturday is what you said. Cruz Azul Chivas.
1: Cruz Azul Chivas, yes. And, and, uh, just like Atlas, this is going to be the, the big test. And it's, it's interesting how, how they're kind of mirroring each other. Because both Chivas and Nala started the season with, uh, with a win and they followed it up with a Copa win. And, uh, and now they're both playing finalists. Uh, you know, cause, cause Atlas is hosting America, the league champion, and Chivas is visiting Cruz Azul, the runner-up. And, uh, well, Cruz Azul started off with a draw. They, they're pretty lackluster, but, and, and now they're hosting, they were pretty strong at home. And, and let's see how Chivas does, man. Let's see how much of that they've improved with with their new signings. But and I was talking about this with you on our previous podcast. They say, like, you know, if you're Chivas, there's certain games you should worry about. This isn't one of them, you know. As long as Chivas doesn't get whooped, let's just see how they measure up against this team. It's just obviously one of the stronger teams, uh top four, top four Liga MX. I don't think Chivas is a top four level. I, I think they're strong enough to be to sneak in like an eighth, you know, maybe sixth or eighth somewhere down there. They, they could they could clinch a Liga spot, but I, I'll say don't don't be too disheartened if Chivas loses this game. Uh, but but another good it's going to be a good test for for Chivas and Cardoso, and then it's going to let us know. Where the team stands, you know, I th- I think it's gonna be a, a good test.
0: Yeah. I like I like uh I like Vega how he's he played the last game. So and even uh I think he played pretty actually I didn't see too much of the uh
3: Copa MX game. But uh he seems to be uh, doing well at the start yeah. for
2: teams. Well hey
1: I- Cruz Azul, just recently, uh, they seem to be selling one of their top players, which is Ivan Marcone. And, uh, he's, he's going to, he's going to, uh, Boca Juniors, who's, who's, they're paying a eight million. million. And it's a bit surprising for me, because, because I thought Cruz Azul was, you know, they weren't going to change their squad, and he was a good capture for them. He was one of the better players in the league last season. Uh, so, so it surprises me. Maybe the player wants to leave. Not too sure what's going on. Uh, and, and the rumor is that they might go after Kraneviter, who's uh, another midfielder. This guy came out of the river plate. Uh, Matias Kraveniter, and he's, he's playing in Russia, I think. Or seen it, whatever wherever that that team is in, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's in yeah, Saint Petersburg.
2: Saint so, Peter.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's in Russia. He's precinct his is nuts off. So I think he will he will welcome that that nice that nice change. Uh, so Kravenita is kind of young too, and he's also been uh, Argentine international so another player that has good good talent and and good potential so we'll see what happens there um we'll see what happens with, with Cruz Azul. Uh, i th- i do think they must feel a bit disappointed but i i also think just the way uh is, he he wouldn't want to have a t- player that his mind is no longer on the club cuz cause, cuz cause juniors came calling you know He's like, if you're not gonna be 100, percent then you know. Yeah. A- AOV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, of dis- I'm disappointed they haven't. Uh, that there was no pretty much no changes in Azul. What do you uh, mean? Like no, no new signings. No. They did.
1: They, they they brought in four players.
0: Oh, which ones? oh uh, their starting cut, line, their, their play at their their starting lineup looks pretty much cut, the same.
1: Tammy Chiki. They brought in... Uh, Orbelin.
0: Orbelin. Orbelin.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they brought in a, a Peruvian international. Um, I forget. He's his got a weird-sounding name. Like Yogurt. Sort of sounds. Uh, uh-huh.
0: Okay, they started with uh, Madueña. What have you heard? Here is,
1: Wait. Yoshimaru Yotun. Yoshimaru Yotun. He was in MLS, but he's a... Uh, Peruvian international man.
0: Oh Victor Yotun, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yoshi. Yoshi. El, El Yoshi. And um who who else yeah. they brought?
0: Caraglio didn't start. Oh it was Car- Cauteruccio, Cautauccio, and Avarado. Okay, yeah, Orbelin is changing things up then. So with Mar- Marconi gone,
3: they probably go back to Orbelin, but he was offensive. Marconi was a defensive guy.
0: Oh, yeah, so I guess they did get a little bit of changes. I was looking at changes in the uh, – I was looking for Carteruccio to be uh,
1: – Cartucho quemado.
0: Yeah, to be gotten rid
3: of, but Orbelin is interesting, so. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good – I want to – that's on uh, Saturday off the – I definitely want to watch that. Cruz Azul Chivas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 um, they have some of these. Let's see how the, Taperucho does. And, uh, who, who, what do we follow that up with, Chiquis?
0: Pachuca, uh,
3: Querétaro. Okay. Uh...
1: Wow. Yeah, two teams that aren't, aren't very strong. Uh, Again, Pachuca's the more urgidos. Querétaro has um, Querétaro man. They have uh, I'm forgetting his name. chiquis. Mexican coach.
0: Uh, uh Rafa Puente.
1: Rafa oh. Puente Jr. El Jr. Yeah, Junior. and yeah, he's the upcoming coach. He's a up and comer, and he he took him to Liguilla last season. He, he did the magic number 26 points. That's all you need. And, but, but get, get man. They're a pretty modest club. And, and just qualifying to the staying away from relegation. I think that's, that's big for them. Uh, they haven't really invested. So we're not expecting much from them, but, uh, it's still interesting to see how the team does because of the coach to me, you know.
2: Because
1: yeah. I think he's He has He's going to be one of the top coaches In a few years I could see uh, Puente El Junior So so for Pachuca I'll say They they need to They need to get a win here or They need to turn Start turning their fortunes around man For Four straight You know Ternies without is is. And it starts looking bad. I, I, you know, uh, just Pachuca doesn't get as much criticism. And uh, that's, that's like the big clubs would.
3: Is it, I'm showing Edwin Cardona.
0: That dude's that's a Columbia dude with with Pachuca? I didn't know he was with them.
1: They- they brought up some players, yeah. They made some heavy investment.
0: So Cardona's over there.
3: That's not bad, eh?
0: Oh, well, this is some yeah. other Cardona. Is this the same Cardona? This isn't. This is some other Cardona, right?
1: This is another Cardona. You have me confused, man.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm looking it up. Oh, he is at Pachuca. It is him. This is the
0: Cardona where there was insulting Asians. He's <laughs> a <laughs> And
1: they got Victor Davila. They Victor paid Davila. about ten million for him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they they brought big, in a couple players. players.
1: Walter Gonzalez, Paraguayo, uh, young guys. Uh, they got Ismael Sosa on loan. Ismael Sosa had had. You know, we thought he might go to Pumas. 'Cause he had that's where he had some good seasons. Then he went to Tigres where he kinda of disappeared and now he's he's at Pachuca. Uh they have another striker on loan from Leicester. Le- I can't pronounce it cheeky. How do you say it? Lester. Yeah, yeah what you said. <laughs> he's yeah, it's Leonardo Loa, he's on loan. I mean Katang, you know, they, they they put together quite quite the club and they have Edwin Cardona, yeah, the Colombiano, he was at Monterrey. He's yeah. on loan. Um they got Edwin Hernandez from Chivas. He's a really good player. He he did not want to leave Chivas. But he's he's there now. Um
0: so, yeah, I think it was just a one off their uh loss, their five zero loss to Monterrey, so I think in- they should they should come back, and that could be like.
1: And they got Edson Puch, who was at Querétaro, and before that Necaxa. Um, he's a, he's a good player. He's he's you know rentable, I would say. But yeah. but they, yeah, man, they they brought in a bunch of players, to try to boost their their chances.
2: I'm
0: looking at the uh, informe arbitrage on the website, and it doesn't show a lot of, like, the new players. I guess so this is just the registered players for that one game. Like, it's yeah, I don't see them, and, uh... Yeah,
1: I was looking at transfer market, and it's kind of... Now I gotta, like, wonder that some of the names I said, because they have Dieter Villapando, and I was like, wait a minute, he's a Chivas. What are you doing to me, transfer market? Yeah. But the other, the other guys that we mentioned, they are there. Yeah, um, they are there and they did they did break their piggy bank. They spent about twenty million. Uh so so let's let's see what, what's in store for Pachuca. Good
3: stuff. Uh
0: so the next one Tijuana and Tigres.
1: Oh yeah. Two teams that that are like trying to get back on track. Tigres, cause they haven't won, you know, people have high expectations for that club, especially how stacked they are and, and the players they have, you know. And then, uh, Tijuana, man, they basically, they recently signed Oscar Pareja as the coach. And he, he's a Colombiano and he coached in, I think was it the Dallas Burn or? He's coaching the uh, MLS side. Yon, Yon uh, is very high on him uh there was a, a big section of fans that wanted him for as you you know they had him as candidate for the u s team but but he was never offered the he was not offered the post and and well let's see how he does let's see how he does with t j man yeah
0: i don't i don't see too many they just don't have the I don't think they have the players to do anything And TJ and they just got beat by Chivas uh, at home where there's a lot of chest thumping from Chivas fans if they finally won at home or who said they can't <laughs> win at home um,
3: yeah 2-0 so
0: I don't see I think uh Querétaro, or no, Tigres has uh has this one for them to, to lose even though they tied to uh, Leon. They just lolly they just uh they're just too too lax. Plus they got some horrific uniforms.
2: <laughs> yeah, some
0: horrific new uniforms that were released that look like uh,
1: like abstract art or something. You don't like you don't like the third one, huh?
2: Nah. <laughs> uh
0: so the next uh the next one after that is uh I don't know what John has said about Pumas lately, but Necaxa Pumas. The next one.
1: Oh yeah. Another interesting to me I think it's interesting matchup. I see the teams in similar, quite similar situations, uh, but, but I, th- I think Pumas, Pumas having qualified and just being the bigger club, I think more is expected from them. Who's hosting? Necaxa. Necaxa, yeah. Do Do you think?
0: I don't know. I think. Uh... After the first results with Pumas, um, I think they even lost in Copa Next to uh, to Atlas. To Atlas,
1: yeah, one zero, yeah, one zero.
0: So I I don't know if they're uh, I think their momentum from last season sort of going down, and it may be uh, partly because of what America did to them. Yeah, Um, that could (laughs) have that could have that could have like deflated them. Yeah. And then Nico going to America. Man, <laughs> that's like oh. that's like the, the the father figure, the, the what is it? paternidad? It's
2: yeah, man.
0: Be more it's, in effect when like uh so I think the Pumas is sort of deflated a little bit.
1: Yeah, deflated, and the, yeah. Yeah, the and the, you know what, they didn't do any big contrataciones. You know, yeah. you, you need you usually need one or two man to to bolster your team. Going into next season, and and uh, they just did not do that. They've been pretty thrifty there recently, but they did good with 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 little. They managed to done pretty good, but I mean, doesn't always work out like that.
3: Yeah, because they don't
0: have, uh, I guess they don't have all the funds in the world to do stuff with. But
1: yeah, it because like Pachuca, for example, they might start slow, but they have some good players that they brought in that as as the tournament progresses if they find their groove you know, you get hot at the right moment those are the teams that end up making it to, to Ligilla and sometimes even knocking out a stronger team there so so i say Pachuca has that I would say they have that potential you know, whether they develop it or not remains to be seen
2: yeah.
0: So I don't I don't see uh I think Pumas can do okay, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up not doing well against uh well they'll do okay. I think they'll do okay against the Kaxa, but in the long run there's this tournament I don't see them repeating.
1: No no Liguilla this time.
0: Probably probably not. Or they Relax. could they could battle it out. they could battle out maybe on the last the last spot, see, the eighth spot. But you, I don't know.
1: Can we fight it with Chima for that? coveted. Eight. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Chivas should be uh, shouldn't be uh, should be above eight. Who, who, who knows, man? They should, man, be, they, they
2: should no. be
0: going to help our next
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what? I think if Chivas would have kept some of the players and then gotten these other players, then yeah, I would have I would have given them more chances, but they didn't. They, they got rid of Almost as many, or if not more than than they brought in, and so they're still. If if they get injuries and and expulsiones, it's a team that could, you know, get pretty weak once again. They they've lacked proper depth for a while, and and they're still at that, they're still at that point. Like uh, I think Villa Pando's already out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, so that, but, but uh, you know, a ver que, a ver okay, que. Okay. What what next, next, next one, chiquis. see
0: So Luca Puebla. So Luca came off a uh,
3: what did you? Victory against Morelia.
0: Oh yeah, I did see that. They, uh, they're playing really well. Morelia was playing like, oh, that's the one I said Morelia was playing like an MLS side. They were they were in preseason mode still. <laughs> so it was was
3: handling them pretty well. And, uh, Puebla is Puebla. They tied Cruz Azul though yeah and then the the only the only Sunday game is Santos and morelia, and that's the final
1: one Wait, santos morelia yeah. and what Toluca versus who again puebla toluca puebla man cheapers. well Puebla I think they still have ojitos mesa as coach. And he's one of the, you know, he's like a relic. He's been in Liga MX for a long time. Pero man, he, he did two very good teams. Toros Mesa way back when. That was one of the most fun teams to watch. And then he, he helped build that Toluca side with Cardoso that was just very dominant. Uh, and he's at Puebla now with limited funds. And I think he makes them competitive enough, but who knows, man. Who, who knows what, what Toluca, Toluca seems. Uh, to me, I think they, they peaked. I don't see them getting any better than they were. They reached the final a few seasons back when they lost to Santos, Ceboldi Santos. Um, so I, I still see them being strong, but uh, not, not much stronger. I, I don't think they can make another run to the final.
3: Three various scored a hat trick. Argentine. Yeah, so Yeah, Toluca, Toluca should you know, they, they could possibly be pretty
0: maintain their spot up on the table against the Puebla.
3: And then Santos has uh they're at home to Take on Morelia to try to uh, recover from their uh, from their loss to Lobos. Okay, well that's pretty much it, man.
1: Um, yeah. The rundown and well the season, folks. Season's still young, uh, and and Liga MX is very unpredictable. We've seen. We've seen crazy stuff. We've seen teams start off on fire and then and then just get turned off by the midway mark. But I think these first games they kinda let us don't let us know who's who. Or, you know.
3: Yeah.
0: So that should be it should be exciting. And then uh next week I'm actually heading to Guadalajara.
1: That's right, be, be, You Will you be at the game?
0: No, I'm only I'm only being I'm gonna be there midweek, and then after that, I'm going to like Pueblitos and Veracruz.
1: Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll be in the in the jungles or whatever, but uh, I will go to. I did find out uh, there's a Pumas is playing Leones Negros in El Jalisco, so I'm gonna go to that on Wednesday.
1: Okay, is the Copa MX? Yeah,
0: it's Copa MX.
1: Okay, so they're playing the Black Lions. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. You're not starting about them. Yeah, Cardiff, oh, yeah. man. It's a good, good stadium to go and visit. Um, yeah, should be, should be a good, good match. Um, let us know if Leon is still drawing good crowds.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, I expect to go to the stadium and just buy a ticket on site.
2: Yeah, <laughs> won't a, yeah I nah, so won't. Yeah, no, I won't
3: yeah,
1: so you'll be, be like you Rigo man. You you pay like twenty dollars and you get the VIP section where
2: That's they what I do do, do, uh
1: they do a shrimp cocktail right right right, you know, they'll take you uh,
2: Yeah. I uh, the get right
1: the, and and let's know if they sell sopas, dude. <laughs> I seen I seen that once where you could buy a Maruchan American. when I'm like, isn't this kind of dangerous? Like Steaming, you got some steaming water, and if you were to chuck it <laughs> into the crowd. <craft,
0: laughs> oh, yeah, you could burn somebody.
1: <laughs> Is it? like, but who would want to throw a nice, uh, you know, some cup of um, noodles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Delicious. uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I want to know about the botanas, Chiquis, because, uh, uh, I'll,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put a bunch I'm of pictures curious.
1: on the
0: Cantina on the Cantina Twitter. I'll put pictures, and maybe I'll do like a, a live or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting.
0: Alrighty. Anything else you wanna
3: go over?
1: No, it's not true man. It's that's all. It's it's good to do the preview because we rarely get to do previews, uh, and and that's I, I kind of enjoy doing these. Yeah, keeps it's... keeps me in check until what's going on, man. I I used to write them for Gold.com years ago. I would always write um, match. I would do the match preview for the league, yeah. and then I would I would do the roundup after the games were played. And I got it really good, man, because cause you start noticing like the patterns of, of certain teams, like what what strikers do well in what stadiums or or what teams, you know. Yeah, and, and man, it made me really good at like predictions. Like, <laughs> I used to, I used to, but but it just came from knowing all, all these like, like small details, you know. Yeah. Like, things that sometimes we don't we don't take into consideration because certain teams just I don't know, man, it's for different reasons, but like they just don't do well in certain venues.
3: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's todo. Um, hopefully, we could do a show Sunday. We don't know. We gotta check with John. Maybe he's driving from somewhere. But uh, we're gonna aim to do maybe a Sunday recap.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. We've uh, I guess two shows, or this is our third show this week, right? Yeah. Not bad.
1: yeah if we did one. Say yesterday or two days ago?
0: Two days ago, and then on yeah, Sunday I believe. Driving. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. righty. Well, I'll uh, I'll post this on iTunes and everywhere tomorrow. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Charles, for else coming on.
2: Anytime. We
3: will talk to everybody later.